love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carefell here on the JK Podcast. What's going on? What's up, guys? So uh, we should start off as we normally should now with uh, talking about our sponsor, Collar and Elbow. Yes. And since we've uh, kind of last mentioned them, we have finally received our merchandise. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it our merchandise, but mm-hmm. it's more of our uh, promotional yes. uh, gear mm-hmm. is what I would call it, right? It did take a little while to get to us. Um, to be fair, when we had the unlucky uh, timing of uh, requesting our order right when the hurricane was happening down south. So uh, that's what uh, kind of led to it taking, um, I would say, you know, a large amount of time. Yes, uh, in, in all actuality, it took uh, 15 days to get from where it was coming from to yeah. us here. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest complaints that I have, and not with collar and elbow, no. but it's with the United States Postal Service. Yes, you guys uh, need to work on that. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> our order came from Midway in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. It went all the way down to Florida, up to Georgia, up to New Jersey, to New York, and then wow. to Canada. Once it came into Canada, it was two days, and it was at the door. Mm-hmm. So something's wrong there. Yeah, they, they did a little crisscross in there. I mean, at least it didn't go to like the West Coast or something. That would have been kind of crazy. True, but uh, you know, I you know, I, I have a feeling that uh, the timing just wasn't uh, ideal for that. And uh, you know, we had the unlucky. Uh, um, timing, like I said, to place that order right when Hurricane Irma, I believe it was, uh, uh, came through there and uh, caused a lot of damage and uh, wreaked havoc with a lot of things down there. So, oh yes. Um, so yeah, but uh, finally got our stuff, and uh, you guys can get that, uh, can get these shirts too. Uh, you got the uh, the mirror, um, when I think they call it. Uh, I have the one that um, has the collar and elbow, uh, kind of written like almost kind of calligraphy style in the front and on the back has the support your local wrestler. Uh, graphic on the back so which is exactly the one that you wanted in the first place yep right uh, yeah that's uh i didn't uh, i was hoping for that one and we d- definitely got it sent the right size and everything so good job there guys and uh you can uh order that uh these shirts as well along with uh which else they have there use our offer code jk podcast 10 percent off your purchase that's right now where how can you find them multiple different ways right mm-hmm. now you can check out our facebook page jk podcast where we will have we have lots of information on uh, collar and elbow there, um, as well as you can check out my personal Instagram account, uh, Carl Carafel, and from there you can click on the link in the bio, and it'll take you right to their website as well. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to go through either, any of those ways, you can just go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Yep. 
By going to collarandelbowbrand.com, we'll allow you to go through and take a look at everything that Collar and Elbow offers. And once you make your way to the checkout after you have chosen your merchandise, you can then use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself a sweet 10% off. You can join the growing family of uh, people who have passion. Like uh, he says to Kevin, they have their passion for pro wrestling. That's what this whole brand is kind of about. You know, going from that, you know, leading into, you know, uh, definitely somebody uh, who had a, probably one of the biggest, in my opinion, one of the biggest passions for, for the sport. And uh, since our last episode of the JNK podcast, uh, this person has left this world. Yes. On September 17th, Bobby the Brain Heenan, one of the great color commentators, I think probably one of the best, in, uh, at least I think in my personal opinion, uh, no longer with us. Honestly, uh, the best. I mean, really it is. I mean, I've seen some different interviews with, uh, like, Jim Ross. I've seen interviews with Jerry the King Lawler. I've seen, you know, different interviews with Vince McMahon. Mean Gene. You know, with Mean Gene. All of these people who have done commentary all say the exact same thing. They will always hear, you guys are the best commentators we've ever heard. <laughs> Next to yep. Bobby the Brainy Heenan. So, right. Yeah. So right there for, for, you know, the fans to be able to tell these guys that, and for these guys to come back and go, we agree with them a hundred percent. Now, when it comes to referring to uh, people, you know, with us comparing ourselves to Bobby Heenan fans, uh, not the right term to use. We, according to Bobby, the brain Heenan are humanoids and he, and we are, are, are we are we're, we're below Bobby Heenan at this point. We, we are, are. And we always will be, in my personal oh, yeah. opinion. <laughs> and uh, so here we go with a bit of a tribute from us humanoids. Back up to you, Bobby. Uh, here we go with some of your best moments. Here we go. From Beverly Hills, California. Everybody knows I'm gorgeous, pretty, beautiful, whatever you want to call me. Bobby the Brain Heenan. What's Gretzky's number? 99. What's Check your that out. Oh number one. You know, I'm the kind of a man that doesn't like to be made a fool of. Now, interview me. Okay, Bobby Heenan. You know what I was thinking before you... Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something. What is this, the Weasel Open? No, it's not the Weasel Open. This is a proper attire when you play golf in Beverly Hills. The suit has claws and everything. This is a... Very much a, a replica of a reason. The wave just hit the hands. Yeah, come, on, the hands. come on. Oh! Yeah. Those are nice feathers. That's a boa? It's a little ragged now, but I'll get it. So are you, one. so what's the difference? Right? Get out of my way! I'm Gorilla Monsoon along with Bobby the Brain Heenan, and as you can see, we're here. Wait, 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 wait. let me tell them where we're at. Oh, all right. We're sitting by my, in my palatial estate in Beverly Hills. We are poolside. Where, where's the thing that shows how far you went or how... It's broke. Don't worry about it. I'm keeping it in my mind. So far, it says you haven't gone anywhere. I got it right here. Smell it, kid. Go ahead, smell it. Oh, well, there's my right there. Hello, Jack. Where are you going? I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> you stop? You have a rifle. Will you stop? Just wait a minute. We're on the area. What is that? Cash. Oh, you're loaded. You got about $3 in there again. Uh, nice. Come on, by a little harder. Come on, kick it in high gear. Hey. Back off a little bit. 
I'm a gentleman. I'm Bobby the Brain Heenan. Regardless of what these humanoids have to say about Weasel. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know the rules. Mr. Heenan! That's right! Wait, 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 wait a minute! Bobby Heenan! We're on the air! We're... I know! It's a family show! I know! I picked Booger to win! These two guys... You know, these two guys, I'll tell you something about Bundy and stuff. What? I would like to challenge you, Hogan, at any time, any place, if I'm Uncle Morty Thompson, he needs me inside. I, I got to I go now. I think we ran into your wife earlier. So there we go. A little bit of uh, the best of some of the moments from a, a very illustrious career that that man was blessed to have. Hundred percent. I mean, just to, to to see that actually brings emotions to you. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that that would like to actually watch that little video package, you can go to YouTube and you can find it at uh, you know Raw pays tribute to Bobby Heenan, um, something like that, and and, and it'll be there. Um, just to see the friendship that was there between Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon and how it came across on television from things that I've read and things Mm -hmm. that I've, that I've heard from different interviews. That was them. Yeah. That was, that was real life. That was them. They didn't, I mean, uh, obviously, it's Bobby Heenan. He's going to put on a good show like he always does, right? But that's how they acted outside of the television cameras. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing to be able to see a friendship like that. And now we've got Bobby the Brain Heenan and we've got Gorilla Monsoon back together again wherever it is that we go when we die. And uh, in fitting fashion, I think before we... Yeah, I get to uh, the main part of the episode uh, looking at uh, the No Mercy pay-per-view that happened last night. Of course, we'll pay tribute in the traditional wrestling style with uh, tolling the bell ten times. So let's take a moment and uh, think about the wonderful career that this man was blessed to have, getting the chance you know, to rub elbows with the greats like Andre the Giant. And, um, yeah, I mean, the man was one of a kind, and... Um, how lucky for the greats yes. to be able to get the opportunity to rub elbows with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Absolutely. So here we go. So, yes, uh, the wrestling community as a whole has definitely lost somebody uh, very important. And, uh, but fortunately, you know, thanks to the WWE Network, and if you're lucky enough to have uh, you know, collections of uh, 
you know things including him you know you can uh, go back and watch that and uh, have some uh, some good moments you know it's definitely some of you know i've mentioned it before and i know i've mentioned more than a few times one of my favorite moments is including him you know when sean put marty through that glass mm. and him saying oh my god he tried to die through that window to escape i mean that's something that be forever etched in my brain as just one of um, i believe will now be referred to as a bobby Heenanism. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to those kind of lines. So, and that was definitely yeah. one of them. And, uh, wow. <laughs> Just an amazing man, amazing yeah. career that happened there. And I'm glad that I was able to actually not necessarily be part of it, but be able to actually witness, witness what, 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 what happened and how he did it and how he lived his mm-hmm. wrestling career. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, getting uh more to uh the main topic at hand here no mercy happened last night yes it did overall opinion of uh of the pay-per-view i'm happy with it Mm -hmm. i'm 100 percent. i'm happy with it seen a real mixed bag uh on the internet especially of course um you know of people saying really good really bad somewhere in between you know, for me, you know, I, I think it was, I think it was pretty decent. You know, a couple, I felt that really the only kind of weak spot might have been maybe the the women's match. You know, for some of the stuff, it felt like eh, I would say lackluster, but it felt like there could have been a little bit more meat on that bone when it came to you know the actual match itself. It didn't not, didn't feel like there was much psychology or anything going mm-hmm. on in that match. But I mean, that that's, it can be kind of subjective. But um, yeah, some interesting stuff happened though. Some very interesting stuff happened, and I mean, just to to, to kind of uh, continue on with what you just mentioned for a moment there, I Mm -hmm. mean, there were like six women in that match, so it makes it a little bit difficult to really be able to um, really do a whole hell of a lot when it comes to putting on a good match and putting on a good uh, show and really getting some good ring psychology done when you've got that many people in the ring and when you have nia jackson the match well i wasn't gonna mention that but sure <laughs> it's really hard to i mean i know there's some people out there that probably think that are being mean with this but i mean just watch her work in the ring and you'll see what we're getting at did you just say she works in the ring <laughs> well I'm, I'm using the term loosely Oh, okay. But, I mean, you know, you're in the ring, you're technically working. I mean, well, you know, some are better at than others. Yeah. And, you know, you can say what you can, what you will about her, I guess. I know, I know, especially with Asuka, is one that uh, people are really torn about. People that really love her. Yeah. I think she's garbage. Yeah. But uh, with Nia Jax, I think it's pretty unanimous, I think, for the most part. Uh, you think so? That, <laughs> you uh, think it's unanimous? I think it's pretty unanimous that people are like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know, it is. I think it's unanimous. I just as well. feel, feel that she she could could be so much more. It, it's so hard to know because we don't see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I don't know if there's just maybe not much effort being put in, or you know, if it just feels like um, I don't know. It, it's tough. Yeah, I really don't know either. It's very very odd to see that she's been on the main roster for so long now, but doesn't seem to have really grown as a professional wrestler mm-hmm. um selling aspect still not there Very she ran full force shoulder first into the corner post mm-hmm. through the ropes last night and just fell to the ground and did absolutely nothing yeah just didn't like a show like any emotion at all 
Are you serious, bro? <laughs> no, right? Do you even wrestle, bro? Uh, do you even <laughs> sell, bro? Um, yeah, I mean, just I mean, you just basically you you gotta make it look like like you you took something devastating there. You went shoulder first into the mat. You gotta go at least go ow. You gotta do you didn't something. Even get that. No, you didn't even <laughs> get that. Oh, like you just you just hit your shoulder into the into the the post and fell out of the ring yeah. onto the floor with nothing wrong. You're fine, or were you dead? Apparently, these moves have no impact on her whatsoever. Well, I mean that, that's that's it's either they have no impact on her and she's just perfectly fine. <laughs> Or yep. she hit herself so hard that she's just dead, and there there obviously is no emotion because she's dead. But she got up and walked away, so clearly she wasn't dead. She yeah. just doesn't know how to freaking sell. I'm sorry, I'm getting hot. <laughs> Get hot I'm heavy. getting hot. This oh, is boy. Get hot oh, oh. It, it, it's it's hard to argue against it. It really is. I know. I, I dare even the uh, the true uh, wrestling fan out there to disagree with us when it comes to her. But uh, you, uh, by all means, can if you wish so in the Facebook comments or wherever. If you disagree and you think that she's the best thing that there is, please voice your opinions and we will show you where you are incorrect. Well, I mean, voice your opinions and show us where, <laughs> where we're incorrect. Yes. Please, show me. Yes. Show me where I am wrong when it comes to Nia Jax. Um, now, I don't want that this becomes, you know, a, a, a bashing on us or oh, anything no, no. like that. No, because... No. Nia Jax has put in work. We're not saying that she hasn't. We're not saying that, you know, she she should just be, you know, gone, whatever. Like, she's she's useless. No. She has potential. Oh, absolutely. 100%. But we don't see where she's putting the work in That's to be able to better herself when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. So we're not necessarily, we, we're not bashing her. 100%. We're not bashing her. But we're trying to figure out where things are going wrong. You know, and, and it can be done. I mean, look at, at um, I almost said Natalia. That's not, that's not uh, right, uh, Naomi. I mean, coming back from you know being on the verge of you know not doing anything with her, you know, revived her career. You know, by putting oh, yeah. some effort into it. That's the important thing, right? So. Oh yeah, and I mean, she ran with that. I mean, yes. to go from being a funkadactyl. Yeah. With with uh, uh, Tyrus or whatever his name was back then, yeah. um, and he had her partner there, Cameron. Cameron, who yeah. didn't wanted to be in the business and got in. Yeah, I mean, she she really like took everything and kind of ran with it. She she's a dancer, mm-hmm. so that's what she does now. She showcases how she can dance. Yep. She got some clothing that glows in the or glows in the dark. Um, you know, like it was it was it was a very smart thing. Now I don't know if that was her. And I don't know if that was creative or who it was, but whoever it was, smart on them. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. So I guess we should uh, break down some of the, these matches here now. Uh, so the pre-show, I guess, was... Uh, I didn't actually get a chance to see this match uh, with uh, Elias Sampson uh, against Apollo Crews. Yes. A um, couple you know, kind of middle-of-the-road kind of guys right now. Uh, Apollo, um, I would have expected... At this point, to have maybe you know stepped up a little there as well, just kind of right in the middle ground there somewhere. What do you mean middle ground? Yeah, maybe lower middle ground. No, he's in the top echelon. Apollo Cruz. Yes, really. He's with Titus Worldwide, baby. Oh, Jesus, uh, that <laughs> worldwide. The... Hoorah, 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 hoorah. 
Come on now. It's, it's an, that's, you know, that whole thing with that, that's an okay concept. I don't know. It's just a, it feels like it, you know, it's Job Squad with like something else on top of it. And the, the Job Squad was actually cool. Yeah, Job Squad was cool. And yeah. You know what? This whole Titus Worldwide thing, honestly, it, it feels a lot like um, a very dumbed down, low level mm. Heenan family. Yes. Right? Very dumbed down. Yeah, like I mean, that's what Bobby Heenan did. Yeah, he grabbed these guys from all over the place, and he had the the Heenan family. Mm-hmm. It, it seems as though they're trying to do something similar to that. Yeah, you know, but it it just isn't working because they're not getting the right people in there. Titus Worldwide yeah. could actually work and be huge mm-hmm. if they got the right people. Yes. And right now it feels like they do not have those correct people. They do not. So until that changes, uh, it's a bit of a, a failed attempt at something like that so far. So far, yep. So, uh, But well, it's been, I think, over a year. Yeah. Are Maybe we, how, time. How, how long are we going to continue <laughs> with this crap? <laughs> it may be time to switch things up a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the first uh, main match for the card, uh, Intercontinental title match with... The Miz versus Jason Jordan, the uh, my black son of Mr. Kurt Angle. Surprisingly, the curtain jerker match was the IC title. Mm-hmm. Um, not unusual. No, not unusual. But honestly, I think I would have rather have seen like the cruiserweight mm-hmm. championship be defended maybe first, um, yep. instead of second last on the card. Bold move with that. Very very bold move. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. I'm okay with it, but I don't think that it should have really been in that spot. It's not really... It's almost become kind of the norm, you know, for Miz uh, to make an opening entrance whether it comes to, uh, you know, the weekly show or these pay-per-views, you know. A lot of times his music is... uh, His entrance is usually one of the first ones. Even tonight, it's going to be. Yeah. Tonight, they are Ms. doing TV. a uh, Miz TV, and he is opening up the show with Roman Reigns. Hmm. That should be interesting. Yes. Hopefully. Um, we'll see what comes to that. Uh, a pretty decent match between those two. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it you know, without the outside interference. You know, but I mean, I get it. You know, it's, it's you know a trope in uh, professional wrestling to have the outside interference still. But I think this is going to lead up eventually to some, at some point, for there to be a match uh, without any outside help there. So well, wait, who who helped? Um, Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Axel. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They were cheering the Miz on. Yes. They're the Miz Taraj. That's yes. what they're there for to cheer him on. Yeah, but they got physically involved. No, they did not. Yes, they did. No. Yes, they did. They did know. Who got physical? Jason Jordan got physical <laughs> with them. Yeah. They were just cheering on the Miz. Mm. So therefore, ah. they did not interfere. Jason Jordan interfered in his own match and cost himself the belt. Yeah, not so. the Miz. I guess you can not inter- the Miz Taraj. Jason Jordan mm-hmm. messed up on his own. There was no outside interference. Right. Go back and watch the recording. Um Notable uh, absence at ringside. I don't know if you picked up on that too. Oh yeah, she was not there. Yeah, yeah, unusual. I, I was I was quite surprised that uh, that Maurice wasn't there. Um, now I know that they are doing this whole uh, she's pregnant, right? Which I 
to my understanding, yes, she actually is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there was just something happening there. Maybe she wasn't feeling well. Maybe there Could was be. some sickness that was happening while, um, you know, waiting to go. Maybe she was scheduled to be there, but oh. just something baby-wise happened and she couldn't be. Yeah. So, Well, she was supposedly watching backstage. Okay. Yeah, that I do know. I did see some pictures of that. So, yeah, it could just be, you know, she just wasn't feeling up to going out there. Entirely possible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, a pretty decent uh, match uh, with those guys. I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Miz retaining that Intercontinental title again. <laughs> Still. I'm happy about that. Yep. I'm happy about it. Yep. And uh, next up, we had the uh, match with Finn Balor uh, against Bray Wyatt with kind of a weird. Almost non-existent stipulation of the this the man versus man match. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what that was all about. What do you mean? Finn Balor has the demon. Mm-hmm. So the demon couldn't be there. Yes. I mean, so it was I, Finn Balor the man versus yeah. Bray Wyatt the man. I mean, I, I get it, but I mean at the same time too, it was kind of like. Eh. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. I just yeah. it felt like. A, they they made it almost kind of like this is like the first time this kind of match has kind of happened. I'm like, well, it's not really technically a stipulation in the match. Although I, I guess kind of because he tends to do that character during the pay per views. But uh, exactly. But um, a very physical match with those two guys. Oh, it was <laughs> one of the one of the better matches that I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, you know kind of went all over the place. <laughs> Very physical, you know, in typical kind of Bray Wyatt style. Yeah. You know, very hard hitting and, and physical and, you know, works tight with the, the guys and Finn Balor are right there with him on that, so. Oh, yes. Very, very, very much so. Like, the two of them just seem to have been wrestling for the last 20 years together. They mm-hmm. just meshed so well. Absolutely. Uh, Finn Balor getting there, the best of him on that match. Uh, feeling that... Uh, you know, that's not the last time we're going to see those two. So No, I doubt um, it. Uh, next up, uh, I think probably my pick for probably the best match of the of the night. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins against Cesaro and Sheamus. Yes. They get another one really, really, really physical with these four guys. Um, Huge physicality when it came to this match. Almost I mean, too much. There's never too much. <laughs> Why don't you say it to Cesaro and his teeth are now up inside of his head? Well, right? <laughs> but he kept going. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't surprise me, honestly, no. because that, that's him. I mean, he's you know come through the business, uh, you know, the, the, the tough way and really worked and worked, you know. And for something like that, I mean, that just shows you how tough that, <laughs> that guy is. I mean, some people, you know, as we kind of mentioned, are kind of getting prepared for this. And you have some people like uh, Sin Cara, you know, who like break or spray a finger and like match is done. You know, Cesaro like literally, you know, teeth pushed up into into his jaw, keeps going. Now I just looking at that right there, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, mm-hmm. Sheamus. Were not all four of them at one time in CZW? I believe, um, I know, uh, I know definitely uh, Dean Ambrose as John Moxley yep. in CZW. I know uh, Cesaro spent a lot of time in like Ring of Honor uh, over there. I know and uh, did some work with like Daniel Bryan and um, Seth Rollins when he was called Tyler Black. 
that we learned that from when we talked to Bushwhacker Luke because he got to you know, work with uh, them as well. Yep. When we came to the Ring of Honor stuff, Seamus, I'm not too sure about. That is actually an interesting question. I don't believe Seamus uh, spent any time in CZW. I may be incorrect there. Um, and I don't believe that Seth Rollins did anything in CZW. So, as I know that uh, Dean is the, you know, the big name to have come out of CZW. Yes. Know, with the exception of, uh, I mean, you know, at least coming over to the WWE part of it. You know, when you're like, uh, you know, some other people, uh, you know, have made some noise in other promotions and stuff. But uh, coming over to WWE, I mean, definitely the, the main person that stands out. 100%, yeah. Right, so. But, yeah, I mean, really physical match. Uh, and um, one the one spot, you know, when... Uh, Cesaro went to that corner, you know, and they have those bigger posts on the outside of the ring now, you know, whacking his uh, his face off of that there. And um, I, I, I've watched that a few times now, and it just makes me cringe watching that. I mean, that, that had to hurt like hell. Oh, yes. That happened. I mean, just I don't know what I could compare that to. <laughs> so I just, I just want to say that, yes, Cesaro actually was in CZW. Cesaro did? Okay. Uh, Claudio Cesario. Castig... Cesaro. Yes. Cesaro was in CZW. Yeah. And I think his gimmick name was like Claudio Cesario or Cesario. No, or if you just shut your mouth and let me finish. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Claudio Castagnoli. Castagnoli. Oh, yes. Okay. That sounds kind of familiar. Yes. Now we just have to figure out if Seamus was ever involved in CZW at some point. Well, I'm. Uh, while while we're talking, I'm uh, taking a look and I'm gonna see. Um, I mean, there's lots of names that are, you know, like alumni from, mm-hmm. you know, like Jimmy Rave and Jimmy Jacobs, Jerry Lynn, yep. um, little Guido, yeah. M dog 20, like lots of Mer- Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Martinez, mm. you know, a uh, lady who was just part of, um, the May Young classic. Was she not? Oh yes. I believe that name sounds familiar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but we can continue going, and uh, if I do find that uh, mm-hmm. Cesaro was there, then uh, I will not interrupt, but I will let everybody know at some point when there's a little bit of a, of a break. Mm-hmm. Now, the next match, uh, one that we've already kind of hinted at here, the uh, Raw Women's Championship match uh, between Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax, and Emma in a fatal five-way match. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there was five, not six. Yes. My, my apologies. That's okay. And yep, I mean, uh, definitely not a bad match by any uh, by any means. But you know, I felt that you know maybe you know when you start to get a lot of people in the ring at the same time for these you know four way, five way match, especially tag team style kind of matches, it, it, it can get kind of messy with too many people in the ring at the same time, right? So it can, and, know, and I think that's exactly what happened. And it just it, it felt like you know not everybody really got a chance to sh- really shine in that in that match. I think it you know just it spreads things out a little too thinly, in my personal opinion. And uh, you know some people like I think you know like especially Sasha and Bailey, I think they didn't really get a chance to really showcase much at all. No, they really didn't. Right, so a little unfortunate there. Uh, you know your girl Alexa Bliss there holding on to that title though. Oh yes, yep, still going with that that on her. Now, one of the, I guess, I guess you could say one of the more important kind of matches, I guess, technically for the uh, this uh, pavery here, Roman Reigns against John Cena. Very interesting match. Mm-hmm. It really was. Um, 
you know, some of the, a lot of the, the promo stuff leading up to it, I thought was, you know, some of Cena's best work as of late. You know, almost kind of breaking kayfabe with uh, some stuff there, with our promos on Raw and whatnot. Getting uh, very edgy again with, uh, you know, almost kind of reminiscent of what uh, him and Rock were doing. Yes. And stuff. It, it kind of brought me back to that a little bit. Oh, yeah, it, it 100% did. I mean, it was classic John Cena that was happening there. Mm-hmm. Um but it seems as though any time that uh, we've got John Cena coming in to really kind of lift up somebody else, he always seems to go back to that type of a mm-hmm. um, showman, I guess you could say. Yep. Um, and and he really gets back to like that thugonomics type yes. of character mm-hmm. because he really excels at it, right? So, I mean, like, it can really draw out of him, and it can draw out of the person that he is feuding with at the time. So and it really should. Now, you know, will that, you know, long-term, you know, do it for, for Roman? I'm uncertain at this point still. Even even after the match, you know, they, they had a pretty decent uh, match, I got to say. And, um, you know, it just... Again, you know, when it comes to Roman Reigns, I just I don't know. Really, yeah. don't know. I really, really, really don't know. You know, it seemed like uh, you know Cena, you know, kind of gave him some props there. You know, and also at the end of that too, you know, very, um, you know, Cena kept staying in the ring and staying in the ring. I'm like, whoa, okay, so what's going on here? <laughs> it really is he really going to pick this time to retire? You know, and uh, it almost kind of felt that way a little bit. You know, it, it was you know him feeling like he's getting close to wrapping it up. You know. Yeah, it it hundred percent it does uh, does feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he said on Raw Talk that this is not the end. This mm-hmm. is not you know we're not I'm not done. Whatever, right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what happens and where things kind of go from there. Um, but I mean, we're going to clearly see him take some time off. I think clearly. so. Yeah, and you know already been doing that a little bit but uh, i think you know probably even more so i don't know if you i kind of picked up on this i don't know if anybody else has anybody listening or if you have if you looked at the back of cena's head that he actually has a pretty significant bald spot there he's getting up there in age you know? <laughs> i don't know if maybe that was just the color of his hair uh, but uh it, it almost looked like he was developing a bit of a bald spot there he is like in his 40s mm-hmm. right so i mean it's mm-hmm. We're almost in our forties. Yes. So. Yep. Right. Like, do you, do you really consider that old? Uh, he, but you know, compared to, uh, well, now that you mentioned that, you know, uh, I, I guess maybe not because there are some even, you know, up and coming kind of talent. You know, that's maybe not you know old in, in age, but you know, getting up there. You know, so it's. Uh, yep. I mean, but I mean, he's definitely been in the WWE for longer than most of them. So. Definitely, he has been. Uh, I think it's getting to the point where, you know, it's getting close to wrapping it up. And, you know, will he do one more big match with somebody like, say, maybe like Undertaker or something like that? Who knows? Because I know that's something that's been in the talks for quite a few years now. Um, so we'll see what when it comes to uh, to Cena. You know, will he kind of bow gracefully, or will he break Ric Flair's title for uh, a record for uh, title reigns? Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see. <laughs> right. So it's really all, I think, going to be up to him and what he uh, decides to do there. So now, uh, next up, um, 
a match that you had mentioned earlier. Uh, that essentially, I guess you could say, you know, it's the second last match, you know, almost kind of co-main event here. Yeah. Um, Enzo Amore against Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, an interesting uh, result here, I think. Um, or, I don't know if it's something that you're okay or if you even you know, are, are fond of or, or what the deal is there, but... I'm okay with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, good for good for uh, good for Enzo, right? Like Enzo defeated Neville. Mm-hmm. Um, shady ways that it was done. Yep. Maybe, yeah. Um, but it kind of sparked my interest a little bit, especially mm-hmm. when he decided to go outside of the ring. Um, he was thrown into the timekeeper area. Yep. He comes out. Ref's counting, and he grabs the belt and brings the belt outside of the timekeeper's area with him. Yeah. And then gets inside the ring with the belt, right? So then, like, it's it's ring psychology going on right there. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's Neville's belt. That's, that's his baby, right? Absolutely. So then the ref takes the belt, goes to put it back. Enzo, low blow, gets mm. the win. I don't mind how that happened. I really don't. I think it was a very smart way to get that ending to come into being, considering Neville was kicking ass Mm -hmm. and taking Enzo's name and (laughs) running it through the mud. Yeah, well, I think interesting choice to put on him, too, uh, because given that um, him and Vince don't seem to to get along all that well. So um, I think surprising, you know, in that respect, too, to see him actually get the title. So Yes, very much so. So, you know, who knows? Maybe things are getting a little better in that respect. Um, you know, time will tell, I guess. Uh, you know, he's still working away there. So, um, you know, Vince, uh, you know, obviously doesn't got rid of him yet. So That's right. So we'll see when it comes to that long term here. Um, and then, of course, the big main event, um, Universal Championship, Brock against Braun Strowman. Mm. Not the result you were hoping for, was it? No, it really wasn't. Um, I'm honestly, I, I'm a huge fan of Brock Lesnar. I hundred percent. I am a huge fan of Brock Lesnar. I am not a fan of the universal championship being a part time belt. No, no, not happy with it. Not happy at all. No, I would definitely agree. I would like to have seen, uh, things get mixed up a little bit there at the very least, you know, yeah, I was I was really really hoping that it would have happened. I was uh, Braun Strowman should have taken that belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, Braun Strowman came out for the last couple of weeks or the last several weeks and just decimated, decimated mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Only to come into this match to lose. Yeah. Now that just takes any credibility that Braun Strowman had, and it's gone. Yeah, it was very almost kind of similar to uh, what happened with uh, him and Goldberg. You know, them kind of going at each other, and then to have, you know, the way you know Brock has beaten lots of kind of people, and then to have a guy who's coming out of retirement, you know, yes, and, and to, to have that, you know, I know this is kind of going back on things. That's somebody then like that come and like destroy you, in you know a very very short period of time. Yeah, you know? and something I guess you know. Um, You've built up Braun so so much, so much, so much, so much, much, and then to take all that away, now it's like quick K going forward, you know. You know, where, where does he go from here now? Yeah, like I mean, 
because clearly destroying people doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, to his character now, so it's okay when you make him into a good guy. You know, like, it's tough. I, I thought it was a bizarre choice. I think yeah, I think you should have really, you know, have had, you know, Braun, like, just totally destroy Brock Lesnar. Yes. You know, and then I think that that would have been consistent with the, the character arc that they were going for there, the very least. 100% it would have. Right? Now, so. I mean, so now this is saying that the that the guy who is the biggest monster in the WWE right now mm-hmm. can never be champion. Yeah. Because he he went into this match as the dominating person. Yes. Only to be dominated and lose. So now yeah. what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point of anybody going for that universal championship belt? Honestly, this now has said there's no point in the Universal Championship at all. Brock Lesnar should just go back to MMA or go do whatever he wants. Keep this belt because it's 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 null and void and it doesn't mean anything now anyways. Yeah. Which which really makes me hot. And I'm getting hot again. <laughs> I really am. It makes me hot and pisses me off. Yeah. Because this was supposed to be the premier brand's championship belt. Yes. And now it means absolutely nothing. You have it on somebody who is part-time, and this person just beat the force that was immovable, the one that was supposed to be the guy to take out absolutely everybody, which he did. He took out absolutely everybody (laughs) until he came to Brock Lesnar. Yep. I don't understand where WWE creative is going with this because as of right now, I don't care about the universal championship belt anymore. I love that belt. I love the look of that belt. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just, there's something about that red in that belt that just like, I love it. I Mm -hmm. love that belt, but now it means absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's tough now. Could it? Could they do? Could they pull something? You know, maybe tonight on Raw or something where they, you know, the title changes hands, because WWE's been known to do that. You know, to to save the really kind of cool stuff for uh, the free shows, which is something that that's still, you know, I don't think we've seen as much of it lately. But you know, a little while ago, they were very very guilty of you know, doing a pay per view. Mm-hmm. You know, and it being almost kind of very lackluster, and then they have Raw or SmackDown, and then they, they and then they they do all this cool stuff and everything. And it's like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> but with, 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 again, going on with him though, like, like you said though, it just it, it seems like it just it doesn't fit. No, like it, it's it's like going to, it, it almost felt like just like the the ending there was kind of like thrown away or changed last second or. It's like going and seeing like a really really good movie and and then seeing like a, like a tacked on ending or something, you know, yeah, something like that. And I guess maybe you know a good way that I can kind of you know compare it to something else. You know, it just felt like they have all this build up and build up and build up, only to squander it. You know, and, and go the opposite direction with it. You know, <sighs> strange. It's yeah. very strange. Again, I don't know where WWE Creative is going with this, but at this point. I've lost all interest in the Universal Championship. Because well, it's always been with uh, you know, the, especially the old school WWE, like with the, the bigger guys, is that they would really you know build them up and hype them up and have them squash, 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 and everything like that. And then when it came to the, the title match, that they would win. 
Yep. You know, whether it be like an Ultimate Warrior, like an Andre the Giant, or like a Hulk Hogan, or like a uh, uh, Big Show, or something like that, you know? Yeah. And then, so for, for this, you know, to end up that way is definitely, in my opinion, kind of unusual, you know? You know, this is part of some bigger thing. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. It feels strange to me, too. Yeah. I really, I really, and, and, you know, the title being on a part-time person, too, kind of bums me out again, too. Yeah. As much yeah. as I like Brock Lesnar, you know, very imposing, you know, was willing to, you know, have taken some bumps to put some people over, like even with Goldberg, you know, that was, you know, supposedly a lot of his idea yep. to put him over that way. And, uh, you know, so, you know, but as much as, as much as we love him, you know, at the same time, it's like, dude, you're part time or you're like, you're the champion. It's like, uh, I know. It's uh, going to torn up inside about it. So I know. So now before we move on to anything else, I do want to just give a shout out to, um, I don't even know them. They don't know me. They don't know this program. I don't care. But Maria Canellis Bennett, congratulations on your pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing news to hear. Um, I don't know how well this is going to do for um, Mike Bennett's, you know, WWE run right now. Um, But I'm hoping that they just continue to have uh, Maria there. Um, She says, you know, I plan on coming back with my doctor's approval. Um, What's that say? After the baby is born. Um, Hopefully this does not mean that Mike Bennett is leaving um, and that he will come back as well. Um, I know right now Michael Bennett is actually recovering from addictions. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that he really does come back before Maria does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, congratulations, honestly, to both of them right now. First, Mike Bennett, for you taking the steps to get cleaned up, to fight through your uh, addictions that you've got. And then to Maria for, uh, you know, becoming pregnant and, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to both of you mm-hmm. that everything goes well and successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll see what that means for their WWE careers. Um, you know, WWE, not the greatest track record when it comes to that. Uh, you know, a lot of times they almost kind of feel like they've done something correct by, you know, something like that happening in their personal lives and holding mm-hmm. them against them. So. We'll see, and hopefully that's not the case when uh, it comes to that. So hopefully not. Now, um, some other stuff to to kind of mention. Now uh, we have about uh, you know ten minutes or so left uh, in this week's episode here. Um, a, a big debut coming up actually at uh, the WWE TLC uh, pay per view, and uh, that is going to be the main roster debut for Oscar. That's where she's going to make her debut, not on SmackDown or Raw. It's going to be on a pay-per-view. So, interesting to see what will happen when it comes to that. So, you know, will uh, she improve and get better? Maybe change your opinion about her? <laughs> I don't feel like getting hot again, so I'm just keeping my mouth shut. Well, you can get hot again if you want. Oh, no. No. All right. <laughs> All righty. And um, what else uh, is it worth uh, mentioning here? Um Something totally off the topic of, of professional wrestling. Oh yes, but we I mean, we what's what's the date today? Today is the twenty fifth, September twenty fifth. Okay. Okay. 
it is 31 degrees <laughs> Celsius outside oh, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, for for American terms, you're looking at about 88 degrees. In Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, we're up in northern Ontario, Canada. Folks. At the end of September, yeah. this right now is unreal. It almost feels like, uh, you know, and while we're going off the topic, we might as well completely go off the, the topic, um, that uh, it, it's almost feeling to the point where uh, I think definitely uh, those of you who, who doubt uh, and question climate change, I uh, might want to start rethinking uh, your arguments because I think uh, I think the seasons are starting to shift around a little bit. Quite, to be perfectly honest with you, because summer didn't start until very very late. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, I have a feeling that uh, winter's gonna you know probably start start later as well, you know, and maybe longer or whatnot. But I think uh, you know, with some time, you know, they might have to change uh, you know some of our calendars and stuff up a little bit. To or, everything, or at least the turn, seasons. Turn, turn, turn. Yeah. Because uh, this is definitely uh, unusual for getting close to October now. Yes. You know, especially for Northern Ontario, for like Southern Ontario and, uh, you know, Southern parts of Canada and when, when not, not, not totally unusual. No. But for this area, absolutely. Considering uh, like a few years ago, like I took my kids out yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. They were in snowsuits because there was yeah. snow on the ground October 31st. Yeah. Like on real unbelievable wow yeah and you know even when we uh we're getting ready to start here i think that you know maybe the humidity or the heats you know you know do something with some of our equipment too because uh things were kind of a little wonky there at the beginning but uh yeah it, it i had flashbacks to like the last time I, like it was this hot was when we uh interviewed with uh santino oh yeah uh, which, which you, you weren't there for it was no it was me and uh um and uh and dan and dan yeah and uh it was like that but it was hotter than too and uh like and i had the mixture beside me like you know i could feel like the heat coming off it and i was like okay you know there's something wrong with the equipment and uh being something different yes i think it was like a headphone cord that had wrapped around the one slider i had pulled it down and I, I didn't really notice it and it was things were coming in mono i'm like dude like really for all like it could have messed up at any other time and it would have been fine yeah we're not as big of a deal but we're in the middle of like interviewing you know, a former WWE superstar and things are going to mess up. It's like, huh. yeah. Yeah. No, no, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. I had flashbacks to that. I'm going, really, what can happen now? Yeah. The humidity, really, the humidity's going to mess with our stuff now. Uh, it, it, it's probably just a uh, microphone cord or something like that, but we'll, we'll diagnose that uh, later. You know, when, when you when you start, when you do a lot of this uh, equipment in, you know, it all has to kind of work together for things to kind of work properly. All it takes one kind of little thing to go. It can throw the whole thing off kilter there, so. Oh, 100% it can. Unfortunately, that's the, uh, you know, the life that you live when you're doing podcasts mm -hmm. or radio or anything and you're using mm -hmm. microphones and mixers and computers and all this different technology. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something that happens at some point, right? So we just worked through it. We got through it. We fixed everything up before we even started recording this mm -hmm. for you guys. So, I mean, it's not, you know not that big of a deal but it's no. a big deal and but uh, at the same time too when we have the you know we're lucky with the format that we have you know that that all happened without you guys seeing any of it experiencing oh, yeah. you know whereas if we're live or you know doing internet radio i mean it could have been a flop right? it could so, have been um you know we had the luxury of you know diagnosing all that first and then you know being able to hit record once everything's kind of sorted out so you know a little something for you out there who are maybe looking at getting into something i guess you know that this, that, you know, technical things can kind of go wrong all the time. So it's just a matter yeah. of, 
you know, <laughs> you know figuring out what it is you know getting it sorted out and you know not going crazy about it so. and keeping calm yeah that's the biggest thing yeah especially when it comes to electronics <laughs> you really got to be calm yeah. and just kind of kind of think things through don't break out the hammer right yeah don't break out the hammer don't get frustrated. Don't just start pulling cables and, and yeah. you know, pushing buttons and stuff like that. Really look at it. Think things through. So mm-hmm. how much time we got left here? We have uh, a few minutes here to go. I think uh, um, we will actually end up with something that doesn't have to do with uh, professional. I think we'll do a brief hit on some tech talk thing. Because this is actually a, a pretty big deal in the, uh, um, in the tech business here that uh, Google is basically purchasing HTC for the tune of approximately $1.1 billion. Wow. They're basically well, purchasing uh, their, at least their smartphone division of their company. Yeah, that's what it says, buying mm-hmm. part of HTC's smartphone team. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, pretty big piece of news there. Interesting because the supposed next uh, Pixel phone is coming out is being made by LG. Yeah. So an interesting move by Google uh, um, purchasing at least that part of the, that company. And um, yeah, we'll see what that means for... Uh, their phones going forward may be just strictly HTC after that. So it's very possible. And you know what? HTC has always been a, a good name mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, cellular devices, yes. um, especially the audio quality, mm-hmm. um, speaker quality, stuff yeah. like that. HTC has always really been very good. Mm-hmm. So, and another thing that, that uh, I really want to kind of mention on the technology, and I don't know if you've noticed. And there's actually a reasoning behind this, which is uh, kind of actually interesting um, when it comes to suspicious numbers. Now, if you've noticed when it came to versions of Windows, that we bypassed the number 9. Mm-hmm. Right? We went from Windows 8 to Windows 10. Yep. With the iPhone, we went from Windows 8 to Win- or we went from iPhone 8 to iPhone 10. Yep. Skip the number 9. There's actually a reason for this. And uh, let me uh, put it into our good friend Google here. And why did... Apple, skip the number nine. <clears throat> As it turns out, in Asian, um, a lot of Asian cultures, the number nine is a very suspicious and a very unlucky number. Okay. Very similar to the number 13 in Western culture. Okay. So, you know, in like the 13th floor and like buildings and that kind of stuff. Yep. For um, Asian uh, cultures, the number nine is the, uh, I guess they're kind of like their suspicious number and the number that they don't like to use. Wow. So it would explain partially the reason why technology companies tend to avoid the number nine. Okay. So an interesting little fact there for people who are warning. Did they just forget how to count? No, they didn't forget <laughs> how to count. It's uh, it's an unlucky or it's uh, a number that they like to avoid. I thought that was really interesting. Very I nice. kind of stumbled upon that the other day and I was kind of glad that I decided to bring it up. But uh, But yeah. Very neat. I had no idea on that. Yeah. And uh, you, know, you guys know too. I almost feel like breaking up the G.I. Joe line. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> now you know and knowing is half the battle. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's uh, about it for the um, episode uh, this week. And uh, unless you have anything that you want to wrap up with, we'll uh, end up with our ending music here. Well, of course I do. Because <laughs> we always have to make sure that we're letting people know about our Facebook. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook at J&K Podcast. We are on Twitter at Turnbuckle Talks. I personally am on Instagram at Carl Carafel. And if you're wondering how to spell Carafel, actually the entire name K A R L K A R U F E L 
That's how you can find me on Instagram. As well, we want to make sure that everybody goes and checks out collarandelbowbrand.com. At collarandelbowbrand.com, you can take a look at all the quality merchandise that they have to offer. And by purchasing any number of pieces, whether it be one or whether it be 15 different things from collarandelbow.com or collarandelbowbrand.com, that's what it is, and you use our promo code of JKPODCAST, you will get 10% off the entire order. And that does not mean that you can only use it once. You can go back and use that promo code as many times as you feel necessary to earn yourself 10% off at collarandelbowbrand.com. Yes, and you get to support us as well by doing so. Now, uh, to end off, uh, we're basically, this This will be our second last, because over the course of this summer here, we've been showcasing some international uh, music, you know, mainly a lot of bands that you didn't necessarily know that were kind of uh, in, uh, international. Uh, this one, no real secret. Um, I'm referring to the band Yes. 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 No, not Daniel Bryan. Oh, this is actually a band called Yes. Yes, a very popular. Started actually back in like the British invasion days of like the late '60s and early '70s. Mm-hmm. It really, you know, became very popular in the, the late '70s and, and '80s, and then again, kind of in the um, you know in the early 2000s and whatnot with video games. Believe it or not, okay. Uh, this uh, uh, ga- uh, actually this song here that we're going to be playing uh, actually brings back some fond memories of for the, you gamers out there who are a fan of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> And specifically, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which took place in the 80s. And you could literally be listening to this particular song while committing horrible, horrible deeds in this game. You know, mm-hmm. running over uh, prostitutes and whatever you wish. Yes. Uh, so definitely uh, a song that brings back those kind of memories. And then actually, in our next episode, um, I think we'll kind of wrap up the uh, international um, music for the summer because I think by then hopefully we'll actually be done with summer and it's going to start cooling off a little bit and I think we'll end off with probably the biggest international band that there's ever been so I'll kind of leave you guys thinking about what that could possibly be and we'll uh, you know have them on the next episode but uh, let's end off this week with uh, some yes owner of a lonely heart we'll see you guys next time